Hello, I'm Derek Grossman, and I'm a senior defense analyst with the RAND Corporation. And I'm Greg Poling at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. It's good to have you, uh, Greg. And I wanted to start off by asking you what you thought about the Secretary of State Tony Blinken's uh, recent travels to Southeast Asia and what it means for the Biden administration's policies in the region. Well, I think it's about time that he got to Jakarta, that somebody got to Jakarta. And I think that's really the, the top reason for the visit. Um, Indonesia has not felt that it's gotten its due from the administration so far, which understandably has been focused on uh, the Philippines, Singapore, and Vietnam so far. And they really needed to just show up and show the Indonesians some love. And while out there, you know, you go to Malaysia too. Unfortunately, the trip to Thailand had to be canceled because of uh, potential COVID exposure. Uh, and that's that's unfortunate. But I, I think overall, it was a good trip. It wasn't great. It The uh, secretary did a good job of highlighting the positive stuff that they had to sell, particularly the increase in COVID support and potential assistance on infrastructure and, and climate change. Uh, but hanging over all of this, of course, is the Achilles heel of the complete lack of a trade policy. I'd be curious, um, you've got a new piece in Foreign Policy just today on the administration's Southeast Asia policy, and here we have it capped off by the Secretary's visit. How do you think the administration is doing overall? Thanks. Yeah, so I think there's some good and bad, uh, unfortunately, mostly bad for the administration. I mean, on the good side, you could say that um, the administration is certainly prioritizing allies and partners. Um, throughout the Indo-Pacific and specifically uh, within Southeast Asia. Uh, and uh, also they kind of, you know, yes, at the, at the center of Biden's foreign policy, you have an emphasis on human rights, democracy, et cetera. But really there has been kind of a light touch uh, in the conversations that uh, the admi senior administration officials have had with counterparts in the region on that topic. Uh, but on the flip side, I mean, there is a lack of an Indo-Pacific strategy. I mean, there, there are many who thought that Blinken might, you know, kind of lay out some of the contours of an actual strategy uh, in Jakarta this week, and that didn't happen. It was more of a vision and, and not so much a strategy. Also, I mean, Biden himself has not made a phone call uh, with a single Southeast Asian leader to date, and we're uh, almost a year in. Uh, and so that's, you know, a bit disheartening. As you mentioned, there's a lack of a, of a, uh, of a, a strategy on trade and, and broader economic interactions uh, in Southeast Asia. So, and then, of course, only one confirmed ambassador, and that's Ambassador Jonathan Kaplan, who arrived recently in Singapore. Uh, and so, you know, you, we really don't have, unfortunately, the diplomatic presence on the ground uh, to, to kind of optimize the Biden administration's policies uh, in the region. And so I want to get your thoughts kind of broadly speaking on how the Biden administration is doing so far. Well, look, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I can't believe I'm going to say this. It sounds like I'm the optimist on, on the podcast, <laughs> which never happens. I mean, I, I share a lot of those concerns, and I'm not going to sit here and defend the economic policy, the Indo-Pacific economic framework that I guess we'll get in early 2022 is, I think, mostly going to be a bundling of things that they were going to do anyway on infrastructure and, and critical supply chains, um, green energy. They're not really engaging on trade. They don't have any leverage on the labor stuff. So so the econ policy, I think, is going to remain a perpetual work in progress that's going to 
disappoint. Um, and that's not necessarily the fault of state or DOD. I think they're doing the best they can to sell uh, the bill of goods that they have. When it comes to the broad South Asia policy, I mean, look, I think the administration has been somewhat realist or even cynical about this. Um, they continue to pay homage to ASEAN centrality, but they recognize that ASEAN isn't actually central on any of the most important political and security matters of the day. And so really what they focused on is bilateral engagement with what they view as the most important partners in the region, those most strategically aligned with the U.S. And I think they did a pretty good job of writing the ship of the U.S.-Philippine alliance earlier this year. They've done reasonably well in Vietnam and Singapore. And I think if they can get Indonesia right, then they'll be doing okay. Um, the rest of the region is, you know, a battleground for competition, but it is not going to be as critical to U.S. interests as, say, the Quad or bilateral relationship with Japan or Korea or the Europeans. And so the administration is prioritizing. And, and I mean, I totally take the point on the ambassadors. Throughout State Department, they have to prioritize because they don't have enough people to work the Asia portfolio. Yeah. No, on your yeah, and I mean on your point about the quad, we haven't really talked about extra regional organizations, but you know, quad and then also now the AUKUS uh military and defense pact. I mean, these are things that I think make the ASEAN countries pretty uh worried uh that their, you know, uh agency is going to be taken away within the region. I mean, we always talk about the importance of ASEAN centrality and the Biden administration's done that, but when regional countries see, you know, these extra regional groups forming, I think it gives them a little bit of, of pause and concern, but I'll give you the last word here. Well, I'll just close with, I think you're right, but in some cases, but I mean, look, the Filipinos like it, the Vietnamese like it, the Singaporeans like it, and it seems like most in Indonesia actually like it, at least the defense ministry. So it's not all of ASEAN and they've got something to work with.